Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. This week, our guest is one with a bold voice in the sports world, and plus he has a big personality. Uh, Olympic figure skater Adam Rippon. Hit it. Welcome to the show, Adam. Lolo, thank you so much for having me. What an amazing um, introduction. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure because uh, <laughs> for me, you are, you are so entertaining. Most, most people think of Olympic athletes as boring, no personality, very focused. And I, I've had conversations with you. And you're just so hilarious. You're so witty. And so I was like, man, there's a lot of pressure to introduce this guy. <laughs> well, you know what? As a true Olympian, you stepped up to the plate and you delivered. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So Adam, look, for those that don't know about you, I love your personal background. So you're the eldest of six children from an Irish yes. Catholic family. Began yeah. skating at nine. Um, mm-hmm. You choreographed skating programs for fellow Team USA athletes, which why would you do that? That's your competition. <laughs> we'll get more into that later (laughs) you were born deaf and underwent corrective surgery at yale university just before your first birthday uh allowing you to hear almost perfectly that is insane uh you grew up in sacramento uh pennsylvania the same place as the office is that correct Uh, scranton Scranton. so yeah it's it's kind of the it's uh it's the sacramento of pennsylvania well yeah clearly i don't watch (laughs) the office is that weird that i've only i've never watched a full episode of the office that's weird right how did you avoid that i think that's actually like a, a feat of human. Uh, I think I was just like waiting for it to end so I could just like binge it and then I still have not binged it. I'm one okay. of those people. I'm like one of those people is like, okay, I want to wait till the show kind of like, like that's what I did with Game of Thrones. It was like, this is the last season. Okay, I'll start watching. Well, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, so you do have me there. Okay, so that's about this. How could you not watch Game of Thrones? It's the same. I, it's the same. It is the same. It's actually, it's <laughs> totally the same. And there are so many seasons of The Office that now it is actually just as long as Game of Thrones. Got you. Okay. Um, and then we have so many other stats on you. You're going to honestly think I'm a stalker of you. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope that's true. Okay. In October 2015, you came publicly out as gay. Uh, were you the only Olympian that did that? I can't remember. So at the 20... 20- 2018 games I was one of three uh, one of three um out team USA athletes and like because of scheduling and like where my events like were during the games I was technically the first Um, there you go that's okay so did you just hear about that NFL player that just came out yes I did first off he's hot like, yeah, um, I mean, first of all, when people are talented or good at anything, that does actually legally make them hot. <laughs> it makes them a little bit. So you're saying I'm normally a C minus, but because I'm a Olympian, <laughs> I have upgraded myself to about a B plus. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. This is actually me coming here to tell you that in any other normal circumstance, Lolo Jones, one of the most C-minus. beautiful people on earth, is actually just kind of a C minus. Oh gosh, that hurts to my soul. Uh, this next stat I love, uh, you were included in Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2018. That is amazing, but not as cool as me, Adam. I was on the cover, so you can take that honor straight to the trash. <laughs> 
which I'm going to do. I'm walking Actually, to the I, trash. I like, I like no. yours better. You can put that on a resume. I can't put, oh, I was on the cover of Time Magazine. Like, no one cares. Like, influential list, bomb. Okay, this one hurts <laughs> me, though. This next okay. ad about you, I don't even want to say. I'm pissed, and we're going to okay. have some beef. You won the, the season 26 of Dancing with the Stars um, with your professional dancer, Jenna Johnson. Um, not happy about that because I literally was the first person to go on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Okay, so we were like bookends of our season. Yeah, but oh yeah, I just gotta ask you: Don't you think that you guys, figure skaters and gymnastics athletes, should not be allowed to compete in Dancing with the Stars? It's supposed to be learning to dance, not professionals coming in and wrecking house. Wow, this is you really do have beef. It's straight an attack, absolutely. I will tell you that I feel like the only advantage I really had was like that I was used to wearing a costume. And that like, okay. And that felt like my only advantage because like at that point I have never, like I never danced with anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And even like when I'm at like a wedding, I'm completely solo. Also probably blackout. So like that's maybe the only, you should have just said you dance on skates, not like actually with your feet, like, which is actually hard. And also that too. Cause like, you know, when we skate, it's like usually our, our movement. A little bit. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause like we're just know. kind of like standing on one foot sometimes and just like moving our hands around, which like obviously love that, but it's did not help me at all. Well, it helped you. Well, something helped you because you won and me over <laughs> here did not. Uh, very embarrassed about that. That's probably my biggest L I took in my life. Uh, this is a fun one though. In 2019, you, appear, uh, you appeared in Taylor Swift, You Need to Calm Down music video fangirling taylor swift come on that's i know amazing. i mean i'm a big swifty so it was it, who so fun who's I not mean, i think i think you have to be a swifty everybody's a swifty except for kim kardashian she would probably i mean she might be a swifty but i don't, I don't know, know if they she had would... that big twitter beef really had that that went down okay so okay those are your fun stats let's get into your olympic experience you're a 2018 olympian olympic medalist bronze you have the odd stat that most Olympians, one and done, you went and got that medal and you got out. And I remember you telling me that at the last conference we were at together. Why? Just one and done. Well, that wasn't my plan. <laughs> I um, I had like failed to make the team like twice before that. So like oh. in my wildest dreams, I would have been there Listen, Lola, I would be there as, as many would times you? as you've gone, but I'm not as good as you. I'm just... <laughs> Thank you, but time out. You have a medal and I don't. The reason why I keep going is because I don't have a medal. If I got a medal, I'd be like you. I'd be out. It's it's not... We both know it's not that amazing. I mean, it's amazing, but it's not that amazing. Like, you got you to gotta sacrifice a lot. I want to live my life. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's so much work. And like, I mean, I like so admire you for competing and at such a high level and I feel like you keep getting better and better and and Mm, you're so good at so many different sports I'm not nice these are these (laughs) now I'm doing stats um you're you are just such an incredible athlete and thank um, you well speaking about incredible athletes you made a signature move uh it's called a 3L did I say that right 3L it's basically called it's coined the Rippon Lutz you made that so I that's, did. Yeah. You made your own freaking flip, right? No. What so basically like? what that is, is that like normally like when a skater does a jump, they like put their arms like, uh, like straight to their chest. Yes. 
Um, but I was the first person to do um, a triple jump with like both arms like over my head ah, like that. Which and is so, more like, difficult. That, it's easier to tuck in. It's isn't it always easier to tuck in? <laughs> um, so yeah, I was the first person to do that, and so like that variation is called like a Ripon variation. And Adam, one more stat that we have in common is that we both have naked pictures out there on the web. Okay, we, we both, do. We both posed in ESPN <laughs> Bodies magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, how was yours? I didn't realize I was actually going to be naked. But what did you I think? Was. It's called ESPN Bodies Mag. What? Like they didn't tell you naked? Well, no, they did. But like I don't know. I just thought maybe I'd be wearing like a sock at least. I just, <laughs> but I wasn't, and it was like my wiener was truly <laughs> flopping around oh, just for everyone bad. to see. Woo! Uh, okay, X-rated <laughs> podcast. Up oh, next. No. <laughs> uh, so I was actually in the first issue of that magazine, and so I was quite nervous to do it. Um, I because I didn't know how it was going to be received, and mm-hmm. um, I totally knew I was going to be naked. And so I'm like, you know, just trying to. I was. I'm very conservative. You know, I'm very nervous about my body, and so I was covering up all the time, trying to. But like, you know, by the end of the shoot, you're just like a porn star. You're just like comfortable. You're just like yes. robes. Fly Wrap it around. You don't even care. Like, do you want your robe in between takes? You're like, I'm good. Like, just let's roll. <laughs> yeah, 100% same experience. Like, when I took, like, the robe off, I was like, okay, like, here we go. And then by the end, I would be like, let me see that picture. I'll be like, no, I can do it better. And I can, like, <laughs> cover my wiener better. And then I would just do it again. <laughs> Well, it just has made dating for me easier because I have naked pictures on the web. So I don't know about you, but it's helped me out tremendously. So, and, and you know what? That's all <laughs> I think they wanted for you. But then I kept it. I kept my. Why did you do? I was like, ah, just you know, I want people to see my muscles. I was like, no, I want a bomb picture for Tinder. Put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the other thing that, like, because you know, I, I think I, um, I mean, they had been doing it for a few years when I did it. Yeah. Um, and so I knew that the pictures are always beautiful and I was like, I'm still in good shape right now. Cause it was just like a few, honestly, it was a few weeks after the Olympics, which like, that means that like, I had had a lot of McDonald's already. Absolutely. And I was like, I thought I was going to have this like 10 month, like journey to like the, you know, to have a completely different body. And I didn't. And cause they were like, it's in two weeks. And I was like, okay, I'll stop yeah. eating now. And, um, yeah, it was, I mean, I knew that the pictures were going to be nice. So wow. I was speaking of McDonald's, you know, they're not a sponsor of the Olympics anymore. What are the athletes going to splurge on after they win? They're their not. You didn't know that. How do you not know that? I was like, I went into a deep depression after <laughs> I was like, it's, I don't even want to make the team anymore. <laughs> wow. And no. what's making sense that I had really good timing of retiring. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's so many regulations going on with the Olympics right now uh, with COVID. So I don't know. Like, I was just talking to one of uh, my teammates in the weight room today. And I was just like, well, so like if they celebrate, they can't go out and have a party to celebrate. So they'll be celebrating in the village, but you can't even go out to get liquor. So like, what are they going to drink? Like they can't. Yeah, I guess Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, doesn't sound like a fun party to me. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> oh, I just won. I just got this gold medal. I worked my whole life for it. Can't even get a shot. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I guess I'll have blue ice Gatorade. Like, <laughs> Turn it up. On fire. We lit. We are so hydrated. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's let, let me ask you some other, you know, just random questions. I want to get to know you, Adam. What is your greatest success uh, in life? Would you say? It could be anything. It doesn't have to okay. be really. I, I think honestly, I feel like my greatest success was like now that I've had time to like reflect on like my whole like sporting career, I truly like I'm grateful for all of like the medals and the titles and being able to like compete at, at an Olympic Games. But I feel like the greatest success I had was like like I mentioned before, I didn't make the Olympic team twice before. And then to make the Olympic team as a, like when I was trying to make it, I would be 28 and I was 28 in 2018. Um, I knew I was like, it, it was very unlikely for me to make the team, but I enjoyed the process so much more because I took so much weight and pressure off of myself to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I realized like how lucky I was to do something that I loved every single day. I enjoyed like pushing myself you know, I even enjoyed being at the competitions because like I was older than everyone and I was like, oh, I've totally been where all of these like kids have been. And um, I, I don't know, I just enjoyed it so much. And it made me realize that like the the most success you have is when you do things for like the right reasons rather, rather than trying to get some sort of result out of them. That if you do it for the right reasons, the result actually comes oh, much yeah. easier. And then, you know, through the ups and downs, which are totally to be expected, um, th- it, it feels less like your world is like crumbling around you. So I feel like the greatest success I've had is to like realize that like if I'm going to do something, I have to figure out like what do I love about it and, and how am I going to do my best at it? Hmm. So, I mean... You literally just answered my next question. My next question was, what would people not realize about the journey or the moment of success? And that's that you don't focus on the end result of success. It's more just focusing on the execution, just being in the moment step by step. So that's that's powerful. Uh, dang, you just took away my internet. That was a good question I had too, Adam. Thanks. That is a good question. But you know what? I feel like <laughs> I think like I'm sure in your own like in your own successes that you've also realized that like those moments that you wait for where you're like on a podium or when you like have a great like performance or run um, that it's fleeting. Like you, you live for a few minutes of like glory. I don't know. What and then when you walk Adam, away I'm from it, I'm going to be wearing my Olympic jacket when I'm 90 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hold on. <laughs> but really like when no, you're you right. like, you're right. A, you are right. You're right. You know, like when you take a step away from it, it's truly like, what did you get out of it? Like, mm-hmm. because like for me, like, what did I get out of it? If, if the only thing I got out of like skating for like 20 years was like a two week trip to Korea, that sucks. Mm-hmm. I think like it's so much more than that. Well, with every emotional high, there's a low. So what would you say was your lowest point in this journey? I think the lowest point was like not making the Olympic team in 2014. Cause I felt like that was like, kind of, it felt like that was when I really needed to go. It felt like that was the time where like my age was good. I was a little bit older than everyone, but I wasn't that old. And so you like, tried to make I, a team in 18 or in 14 and I was an 40. alternate in 2010. So it felt like I was on like this trajectory to be on the 2014 team and um, when I wasn't, and I was not an alternate, I was really bad. <laughs> and so when I walked away, I was like, was this all like just a waste of time? Like it felt, it felt like such a waste of time. It felt like I had put so much energy and effort into just going to the Olympics. And um, 
I, you know, I just felt like I was like at rock bottom. But I think because of that, that's how I you made really, the team. Yes, I think because of be- feeling at I rock say, bottom. This is what I yes. say all the time. I'm like, man, your L's really do set you up. Um, I don't know if it's just like the last kick in the butt you need to have those uh, wins, or if, if I just really think failures can provide the greatest motivation if you use them. Yeah, if you're not embarrassed by them, because like everybody has them, and I totally used to be like, oh my God, I'm just going to pretend like that never happened. And when I looked it in the face and was like, yeah, you fell like three times at a competition. And I was like, I would watch it and be like, it's not that bad. Like everybody skates bad or everybody has like a bad day. And I took the power away from that moment. Um, and, and, And I think like in those moments of feeling like I had nothing, I was also like had nothing to lose Mm -hmm. and it was like the best and most liberating thing when I had nothing to lose. I just like went out and just like, just did my best, like whatever that was. I wasn't trying to like get a placement that I thought that like I really could get. Like I just was enjoying it more and was like, whatever happens happens. Like it's out of my control. The only thing I can control is myself and I can barely control that. (laughs) Very similar journey to what I had. I didn't make my first Olympic team. Was a very hot mess. Uh, devastated. Thought my. I was like, all right. I guess I. I tried this whole Olympic thing. It's just not for me. It's not going to work out. And you mm. know, I just went on a reign of terror after that, and just made three <laughs> yeah. Olympic teams in a row because I was just like, I am not. I don't ever want to feel that pain again. I never want to feel what it's like to sit at home and watch the Olympics. Uh, you know, when I was just right there in the mix at the trial. So very similar experience. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Adam, we got some hot topic news. Got to get your intake on some of these things. Um, The Spice Girls, the Spice Girls, they are coming back with new music for the first time in 14 years. What are your thoughts? I mean, it's about time. And I hope that when they come out with new music, they also come back out with their lollipops that had the stickers in them because I did used to collect those stickers. I have no clue what you're talking about. I just know the songs. They had lollipops. Lolo. I, I really like, I feel like you, there's some trauma there and not having the Spice Girls lollipops. Because what time though, out, though? That was, when is the last time a group got back together after a long time, a classic iconic group, and they were like straight to number one? I don't think it's ever happened. I don't think it's ever happened. And also like a 14 year hiatus is a really long time, especially for new music. Usually I think like when this happens, it's like they're doing like stuff that was successful. I'll support that. I don't know your new music because you've all, it's like most of them have had kids. So like, it's like, what are these lyrics going to be about? Are they going to be like family mom stuff? What what we got? Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to turn up in the club. (laughs) Right. I mean, I think, you know, talking about maybe like breastfeeding a baby (laughs) won't really do well at a club, but I don't know, you know, 
guess I guess we'll find out. Wait, well, so what have they really been up to? Actually, not all of them have kids. Uh, shame on me for saying that. Some of them uh, don't. I think I don't know what they've actually been up to. Do you know what they I been also, up to? like you, don't know what they've been up to. <laughs> but I know, like, you know, we've been seeing, so like, Melby. So if we Melby. don't know what they've been up to, what are their lyrics going to be about? I know. <laughs> well, I think that's why we need to listen. I, what? I've been on a beach for 14 years, ch- cashing in my ch- my residual checks. That's the lyrics? Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, put a nice beat behind that. It does sound kind of catchy. Okay, actually, yeah, that's basically what all rap lyrics are about, just cashing in. Yeah, so here cashing my residuals. <laughs> I think that's the name of the album. Uh, I'm excited for them. Uh, I just want to see what they're going to come out with. Are they going to still go with those crazy outfits? That's what I'm more into. I like so. Because 90s I mean, fashion is back, so they really don't have to change a thing. They could literally just wear their same old outfits. Like, recycle those costumes. Yeah. I mean, you know you've been on a long hiatus when your style went out of style <laughs> and is back in style. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I say. Don't change a thing. Just pull the stuff out of the closet we are wearing all that stuff even belly rings are coming back tiktokers are trying to make belly rings and i'm like hey you guys slow down that was uh, we my generation did that it was already in style like you're not bringing it's it's yeah we did that (laughs) the thing i'm scared of is i really don't want like early 2000s fashion to come back i can't remember that was like, um, okay, a girls from Hollister wearing three polos with like oh, a camisole underneath. Was that the that, thong like, tucked- one? Was that the one where the thongs were like, it was okay to show a little bit of your thong? Yeah, because like a low rider jean was something that showed a little bit of crack on both sides <laughs> of a jean. So like, I just, I don't think we need that. You said that. Hollister and you lost me because that's actually, yeah, I don't want that fashion to come back. But you know, it's no. going to happen because it always, everything comes back. It's like skinny jeans are out and it's like, we yes. fought it. And it's like, no, they're out. And it's like, okay, so now I'm wearing mom jeans and I'm not even a mom, but I'm going to wear them and I'm going to try to go on a date and make this happen with some mom jeans. <laughs> so Honestly, uh, that was the thing that I was so, I was ready to lose that. The skinny, skinny jeans? Jean, why that is awful first of all <laughs> denim is the worst fabric ever invented you know that it is we should be talking more to you about a fabric since that is such a uh you know foundation of your sport i mean absolutely yeah. uh fabric is the ethos of my life <laughs> so i i'm a huge proponent of a loose denim if, it, um, if denim is too close to my flesh i <laughs> no I'm going to lose it. Well, so if fashion's such a big thing, I mean, what do you think about uh, Shikari Richardson? Uh, she has, she's the track and field athlete that's super flamboyant. She has like the bright hair. She changes her hair color all the time. She has the nails, the, you know, she does the makeup. Because, uh, you know, we can't change our uniforms in track and field like you guys can. So right. uh, we're doing our best. With, we're working with what we can. <laughs> you love I it? mean, I, I am clinically I think could get a diagnosis from a doctor obsessed with Shakari Richardson yes. because on her Instagram she always has some, a, some different hair color it's like a new wig it's like a new style yeah. uh, you know the one thing I love about track and field is that truly like when w- with all of the sprinters it is full-on fashion I would imagine it's that like that, it's a makeup show what are you talking about fashion that is actually yes it's a beauty convention it's like before and, the race I feel like I should just go to like what is it Sephora and just like full face I'm getting ready for the Olympic trials oh yeah <laughs> it's a full face and it's every piece of jewelry that you can find and it's my it's my favorite thing ever 
I was not that type of athlete. I would be so nervous to even just put on eyeliner because my hands were shaking before the race and like the eyeliner would be all crooked and stuff. Uh, so, but the, and that's why I probably, it's better that I'm not running as many track races because these girls nowadays like are full on full faces, uh, could put oh, to yeah. shame most YouTubers that have a makeup channel. So 100%. Uh, moving on, we have, this is a cool little stat. Uh, coffee lovers are almost uh, 50% less likely to die from chronic liver disease. Uh, that's what a new study right. says. So I don't and know. Probably fifty percent more likely to die from a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I've only had three espresso, frappuccino, mochaccino lattes today. I'm yeah, what are you up. talking about? I can't hold my hands still. Like I'm, shaking, I'm fine. I'm shaking on stop. <laughs> right, you're shaking, uh, but your liver is actually really healthy. <laughs> your liver is good, but your heart is about to explode, <laughs> burst. Dang, yeah. I really was encouraged by that study. And so you just said that. And I was like, I was like, I was so ready to just go all out and just like live it up at coffee shops. And now you really just rein me back in. So I think you just saved a lot of lives right there. I'm, I'm happy that I, that I could do that for so many people. <laughs> Last one. I don't know if you know anything about John Senna. Is it Senna? Sena? Sena? Sena, right? Oh, you do. Ooh. Okay. Well, he I know his name. De- he's definitely, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was dramatic. Uh, he's definitely returning back to the WWE. What do you think of? Uh, about that I mean I don't know what it's like to be like a WWE athlete but I also feel like he's been on the same sabbatical that the Spice Girls have been on he's been doing movies right but is that training I've been doing good but he's been doing (laughs) movies (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm gonna watch so it's it it, that's from, what he wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went from like he was doing like the rom coms, like he was that rom com kind of guy, and then like yes. he moved more into like kid movies. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, we were like, hey, John, what about the WWE instead of this child's movie? And he said, okay. So now he's back. I, I mean, I guess they get paid. I don't know. I've thought. You know what? I've thought about going to the WWE because it's it's almost like being an athlete, but it's not really. Is it? It's a performance. Oh, I mean, WWE, I don't I don't like watch it religiously, but when it's on, I will stop everything <laughs> and like watch it. It is inc- I mean, it is incredible. It's a soap opera. It's, a it's soap incredible. Opera. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's where you're going to find me after I retire because uh I, a girl Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> so, Adam, I'm really excited to ask you this next question because this question normally makes me nervous when I talk to Olympic athletes when they finish their career. Uh, what do you have going on? What's like, what have, what are, what's your biggest project you're working on? You got a few, I heard. Um, so, uh, coming up, I am going to the Olympics in Tokyo. Um, I'm doing a show for Twitter called Talk in Tokyo. Nice. Um, amazing title, by the way. Are you nervous though? Uh, because you're a winter Olympian and now you have to talk about all things summer. You, does that, that kind of make you nervous? It makes me a little nervous, but actually one of my best friends is a researcher from NBC. So she's actually been like coaching me and I've been trying to like, and I've been watching all the trials. So I'm like trying to learn as much as I can about like all of the um, athletes going to the game. So I'm really are you doing excited. All sports? all sports or are you going to focus on certain ones? Well, we're going to do all sports since the show is on Twitter. Basically, what we're going to do is we will really talk about and dig into like the trending topics of what's happening at the Olympics. Uh, And we'll just kind of take it from there. So it's like through the eyes of Twitter, what's happening at the Olympics. Nice. Okay. Um, That sounds amazing. I can't wait to check that out. Uh, And then I heard you have uh, another show coming out, correct? 
I do. I have another show coming out on MTV called Messiness. And mm. um, it's with um, uh, Snooki from Jersey Shore. She's the host. Uh, Tori Spelling and an incredibly funny comedian named Teddy Ray. Mm. And um, it's just, we had, we had a messiness. blast. You had me at messiness. I had me at messiness too. <laughs> yeah, but you know, this is crazy because like, that's why I said I was nervous to ask you because uh, most Olympic athletes struggle to find work after they're retired for a, like two to four years. I find they just kind of in this like limbo of what am I going to do? What's my new passion? And I feel like you have smoothly, I mean, I don't know what's behind the scenes, but I feel like you have really trans uh transferred very smoothly over to the other side i sound like you just passed (laughs) i know i mean (laughs) well it feels like that you know like obviously there were a lot of like it was not as like it wasn't as smooth as i thought it might be because um i mean with like comedy and things of that nature i've always loved that i've always had a passion for it and um after the Olympics, I really tried to like pursue that avenue. And I was like, you know what? I know if I'm not going to skate anymore and not going to train, I want to put all of the energy I did um, as an athlete into this like yeah. other avenue. I knew and, it. I um, called it. When we had that conference in New York, I was, I was like, I was just, we were, we did like that round table kind of talk yes. on stage with other professional athletes. And it was just basically me and you just like hamming it up. And I was like, One, yes. But inside, I was like, he is outdoing me on every answer. <laughs> This, I was getting pissed. I was just like, he's outshining me. I was like, I gotta step up my wittiness. My funny vibes gotta like just come out because you were just killing it. And I was just like, you know what, Adam? Like, you need your own TV show because I can't keep up. Like, this is ridiculous. And now no, you, you can keep up. You now can you have keep two. up. And I'm like, yes, like uh, the world needs to see this. There, you're gonna bring so much uh, personality to those Olympics. Um, and MTV already has personality. So you're just gonna bring the wit. And I cannot wait to check it out. Well, I'm really excited and I'm so excited to be in Tokyo because I feel like I can help the athletes there who might be a little bit more shy. I hope that I can like help them get out of their shell a bit because oh, I mean, yeah. I had such a fun time at the Olympics and I want everybody yeah, to have like the same experience. Yeah, you had a fun like, time because you can get out and drink and they can't do any of that. So you're not going to, you're basically just be prepared to be like a counselor to help, just help them. That's actually why I'm going. I'm counseling. (laughs) Counseling. But yeah, everybody check out those two shows that Adam has coming out. It's going to be amazingly entertaining. I don't even, I just messed that up. But anyways, he's going to make it better than what I just did. (laughs) Okay. If I'm down, I'm going to call. Well, so I got engaged a few months ago and Ah, my fiance, he, thank you. He, um, he lives in Finland. And so we're waiting for like his visa to, you know, come together. So if I'm down, I'm calling my fiance because he mm. always can like make me laugh and make me smile. And he always can like turn around my day. Oh my God. What a nice answer. <laughs> he's listening. He's going to be listening. He's like, Ooh, get you <laughs> yeah. He's like watching me. He's like right here watching me right now. And I'm like, is that good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, okay. So what does uh, your fiance say that helps you so much? Usually he'll just like start making fun of me for being in a bad mood, which will make me laugh. And I realize that it doesn't need to be like that serious or dramatic, which this might be a shock to you. Sometimes I can be both dramatic and serious. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like you're, uh, I don't see it. 
Uh, you don't want to see it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to change it up and I'll ask you this. This is put a little bit more. This is like the question on another level. If you okay. could make a 20-second phone call to yourself at any point in your life, present, future, past, where would you call uh, and what would you say? Okay, I would call myself at like 19. Why 19? I, 19 because I feel like, um, you know, like I said earlier, like I felt like my lowest point was like not making the Olympic team um, in 2014. I was like 24. So I'd want to call myself like a few years before that. And I was still like in my personal life, like still closeted to like when I came out, obviously to the surprise of no one. Um, But I was still like in the closet and I wish I could call myself and have just like a 20 minute conversation and be like, um, nobody cares that much about anything just relax and then like enjoy like the things that you do um I would be kind of vague because I would give myself like you know some space and time to like think about what I was saying and you don't want to be like the butterfly effect where you say something too much and it changes the whole future and completely (laughs) but I would I would if I could have that conversation with myself I would be like you should focus more on yourself and do things that you enjoy and that you're very lucky because you have really great people around you who will like love you and support you and um you should focus on that more often and you should focus less on like what other people are thinking about you Mm. Mm. sound advice I think you're encouraging people out there everywhere speaking of advice uh what's the worst piece of advice you've ever received I think the worst piece of advice I ever received was to take into account what other people would think. Um, And I think like, especially in skating where you are judged um, by a panel of like nine judges who you don't know who they are or what their background is um, that I think that there is this sort of like want to appease everyone and to find something that like everyone will like. When in reality, what everyone really likes is someone being their best. Mm. You know, like I think when we watched like, you know, Susan Boyle on, um, you know, we we weren't like, oh, my God, that's an amazing peasant dress she's wearing. We were like, Susan Boyle is like loving everything she's <laughs> doing. And we like loved her because she was like having a moment. And I think the worst advice I ever got was like trying to force a moment onto someone Um, and I tried to do that like 1 million times until I was like, maybe I shouldn't (laughs) do this because I keep being bad. (laughs) I keep being bad. A famous sentence that I'm coining now. I Uh, keep being bad. Well, you know, I coined gold medal loser. So it's about the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Both kind of iconic. (laughs) I knew, (laughs) excuse me. I knew if I had you on, you would understand my podcast title for sure. 100%. I love it. Thank you. I had a person on here who has three Olympic medals and they did not like it. I was like, that's because you win all the time. You don't understand the pain, the frustration it goes through to turn a failure into a victory. You just don't, you don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I like it because like sometimes like when you can make fun of yourself, you like, it takes so much of like the, like the of the weight of it away and you're like i'm it, it's just it happens and it's fine and it's like not something i have to pretend that did like doesn't exist look i was the first person cracking jokes after i hit that hurdle in beijing i was like um did they raise my hurdle higher than everyone else do i need <laughs> reading glasses do i do i need a prescription for glasses how did i hit that hurdle <laughs> just 
just cracking jokes like I was uh what is it Kevin Hart <laughs> you were that you were Kevin Hart that day I sure was especially I felt I must have been because those hurdles were high I was feeling like I was short <laughs> okay with the worst advice out the way what's the best advice that you've received I think the best advice I ever have gotten is probably that um I think the best advice was like basically like do things for the right reasons Mm -hmm. and like and really sit with yourself and and think about like what do you want to get out of this what's the point of this like what how do you want to feel when it's over um because I think so many of us especially like as athletes we walk into situations and we focus on like something that could be years away and as like it comes closer and closer it feels like oh my god there's this like time is like fleeting and time is running out. And I think like when you can focus more on how do I want to feel, um, I I think you can be more in control of that because like, no matter what, like if I had gone to the Olympics, well, I did, but (laughs) if I didn't go to the Olympics, I still would have been, I would have been obviously upset and sad, but I wouldn't have been devastated in the same way that I was in 2014 because one, I think the best like story I ever heard was like, there's a friend of mine, her name is Meryl Davis. She's an Olympic champion from 2014. She has a bronze, a silver and a gold medal from the, the Olympic games. And um, she, when she won in 2014, I wasn't on that team. Wasn't she ice dancing? Ice dancing? Yes, yeah. she was. Mm-hmm. And um, um, she also she, won dancing with the stars. Just she did. You know, you and I actually, an you guys have an advantage. <laughs> Don't try to fight me on this. Okay. Back to your story though. <laughs> so the best story she ever told was that like, you know, that transition of like leaving your sport um, that like when she was done with dancing with the stars and after winning Olympic gold, she like shared with me and she shared with a bunch of other skaters um, that uh, she st- felt that feeling of like what's next and that feeling of being lost. Mm-hmm. And she was going through and feeling the same exact things I felt as someone who like didn't even go. Mm. And I realized that like those successes and those opportunities are so relative to like her own experience and that we are just human and we all feel very similar, if not the same things. Um, And that's probably like it was a life changing conversation I had because it gave me such great perspective on like focusing on the things that like I what how do I want to feel when I walk away from this situation and I bring that into every single thing that I do. Mm, that's that's amazing. Uh, well, we can't wait to see you infuse that energy into your TV shows. Adam, thank you so much for joining me today. Lolo, my pleasure. I adore you. I think you're so fantastic. Um, it was totally my honor to be here. Yay! And who are you going to know? Like, I was going to sing a Spice Girl thing, but I can't sing. I just remembered. <laughs> I like, got really excited for a second, and I was like, oh, let's just end this podcast now. <laughs>